0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the Muslim community, today marks the first day
1: of Ramadan, which, around here, that's a big deal.
2: You know, you look at a place like Michigan, this is a state that could very well have the most diverse population of Muslims on the planet and i think that's something that's really beautiful and one reason i like being in michigan
1: while ramadan is a muslim holiday some of its principles can be applied across the board regardless of faith this is the daily J. i'm zach clark In the Muslim faith, there are few things that are more important than the month of Ramadan, which runs now through April 20th.
2: It is the month in which Muslims are expected to fast, not eating, not drinking, not even water, from dawn to sunset. What is the point of it all? The Islamic holy book, the Quran, says that fasting has been prescribed for you so that perhaps you may attain God-consciousness. So you may think about God more uh, deeply, more often. The other reason is that Ramadan is said to be the month in which the Islamic holy book, the Qur'an, was first revealed. And there's even a night called the Night of Power, and it's said that the Qur'an was revealed you know,
1: in that night. That right there is the voice of Mohammed Khalil. He's the director of the Muslim Studies program at Michigan State University. What is the ultimate goal here when we talk about Ramadan? Ali Layla is a professor of Islamic studies at Oakland University. He tells me it's a time for Muslims to find balance. We lost balance. So uh,
3: one thing that we learned from this pandemic experience is to focus on the essentials, to rethink about our priorities. Muslims are... Highly recommended to read the Qur'an more, reflect upon the Qur'an. Imams and religious leaders give speech. It's a, it's a time of fasting um, and also time of, of reflection. We need to really think about what's essential in our life and what kind of um, meaning um, for our life uh, that we want to have, what's our mission, what do we really want to do with the rest
1: of our life. We live in such a hectic world. It seems like there's never time to just pause. Professor Khalil from MSU says, that's why Ramadan is so important. I wonder if the time in which we live currently, if Ramadan, I don't want to say it's more important than it ever was, but we live in such a fast-paced lifestyle. There are very few people that have stay-at-home parents. Everybody's working. Everybody's moving very quickly. We don't have time always to do the things that you were talking about, and I wonder if this is a chance for you to just stop and just reflect as, as life spins so quickly.
2: Absolutely. I mean, this is a time when, Uh, This is a month of getting back to basics. It's a time, first of all, for more prayer, more reflection, more, you could say, meditation. It's also a time to reconnect with other people. So this is a time of year when you'll see a lot of people having dinners with other family members, with with community members. Like when I think about which time of the year is it that I see friends and family, Ramadan. That's the time when you're going to be invited to all kinds of dinners. There will be all kinds of communal gatherings, communal prayers.
1: Fasting is a huge part of Ramadan. Those who observe don't eat or drink while the sun is up. That first meal of the day is eaten very early in the morning, it has a name. Suhoor. And in parts of Metro Detroit where the Islamic population is large, Suhoor can be a pretty big deal.
2: For most people, Suhoor is usually going to be done individually or with your family, just your household. But definitely in a place like Dearborn where you have a large Muslim population, people can stay up late. And Suhoor can be more of a communal, more of a social thing. Suhoor is important because it's like your breakfast, basically. I will say this, because it's super early, right? It's before dawn. So a lot of cases, you're going to be with your family, eating at, let's say, I don't know, four or five in the morning. It's a time where we make jokes about it because everybody's so tired. They're like delirious. So people will be making jokes and laughing. And so it can also be kind of a funny uh, (laughs) moment as well. But I should point out that for many Muslims, there's this idea that, you know, you don't want to be just like staying up just at night and not like feel the fast. You should feel the fast as well, or else that
1: kind of defeats the purpose. There are almost 2 billion followers of Islam on the planet. And certainly not every Muslim is the same. There are multiple sects, including Sunnis and Shiites. But Professor Layla says that Ramadan unites all the branches. The month
3: of Ramadan is also the month of giving, the month of sharing, the month of charity. It's the month when we are more spiritual and we are more likely to share the great blessings of God with other people and to humanity in general. So it's a month of giving and sharing. It's a month of family to come together because there are two main meals. One, the pre-dawn meal and the sunset meal which is where Muslims break their fasting. So it's time for families to come together and to share food and money with those who are less fortunate. There is a spiritual benefit for in the individuals and there is also social benefit for the month of Ramadan. It is interesting because the Muslim community is a global community. Islam exists in every country, smaller, or big. Sometimes they live as Muslim majority countries. sometimes they live as a minority. But so one of the things that brings all Muslims together, 1.8 billion Muslims around the world together, is the concept of Ramadan. And of course, every culture, every country, they have their own perhaps local traditions and how to welcome Ramadan and celebrate Ramadan.
1: While Ramadan certainly is global, it's a special time here in Metro Detroit. The first mosque in the area was built in Highland Park over 100 years ago. And Professor Khalil tells me that folks from around the world recognize the significance of the local population. It's one of those things that when
2: we have visitors at Michigan State University from other countries, they will ask about, they want to see Dearborn, they want to see Hamtramck, because these are such unique cities. And it's it's really a beautiful blending together of American culture, Americana, with Muslim traditions. And I think everyone should study what's going on there. It's, it's really quite fascinating. I think it'll be interesting to see, as you know, as you have more and more generations, how do these communities evolve. I think it'll be really interesting to study. And, and I think one can really appreciate here, you know, different cultures coming together. And I think that's kind of the beautiful thing about Dearborn and Hamtramck.
1: Dearborn, it's usually the first city people think of when the Muslim population is referenced. But what about Hamtramck? The traditionally Polish enclave of Detroit has slowly become an area with a large Islamic community. Back in 2013, the city marked a first. They were the first city council in America with a Muslim majority. Four years later, in 2017, another first. This time, the entire city council was made up of Muslims. That's still true today. But the Polish population, it wasn't pushed out. When you go to Hamtramck, it's this little tiny place, but nothing was displaced when the Muslim population increased. It was just added, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, to my mind, that's
2: what's beautiful, too. I mean, I like seeing different cultures, you know, people coming together. I teach courses on Islam. I always tell people the most diverse population of Muslims on the planet is probably right here in the United States you know, you look at a place like Michigan, this is a state that could very well have the most diverse population of Muslims on the planet, maybe. And then you look at how these communities interact with non-Muslim communities. Of course, at times there will be tensions, but I think there's a lot more positivity there. And I think that's something that's really beautiful. And, and, you know, one reason I like being in, in Michigan.
1: With so much talk about reading, reflection, and fasting, I don't want to get things confused. While not always the easiest time, Professor Layla says Ramadan is a happy time. Interestingly, although the month of Ramadan is the month
3: when Muslims deprive themselves from eating and drinking and and having sexual activities during the daytime of Ramadan, it's also a time of happiness. It's very obvious within any Muslim community that they are so excited and so happy Ramadan is coming. And this actually is a good argument for those who promote the idea that happiness does not come as a result of consuming things or being materialistic, adopting a materialistic lifestyle. Happiness comes from within. So I think the significance of Ramadan is that despite the profound diversity within the Muslim community, Ramadan is one of the uh, traditions that bring all Muslims together.
1: At the start of the pod, I mentioned that some of the things that happen during Ramadan can be good for all of us. We live in a hectic space we should all take the time to get in touch with ourselves to better ourselves. And as we learn in Ramadan, it's always the right time for fellowship and giving back to one's community. Today's big thanks go to Muhammad Khalil and Ali Layla for their contributions. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. The Daily J can be delivered to you every day. All you have to do is subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.